You're listening to The Love Yeg Show. If our city could talk, these are the stories it would tell about the people, places, and passion in Edmonton. We interview difference makers in our community. Please welcome your hosts, Sherry Beauchamp and Jesse McCracken. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Love Yeg Show. My name is Sherry Beauchamp, and I'm here with my co-host, Jesse McCracken. Hello, everybody. And we have actually two incredible guests. The first one is Janine Foote. Hello, Janine. Hello. And you are the communications manager at Santa's Anonymous. Yes, that's right. Awesome. Can you introduce... You're also your friend. Yes, uh, we have Jocelyn Roberts. She is uh, our student ambassador this year for 630 Chad Santos Anonymous. Awesome. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) So I think most people kind of have a pretty good idea what Santa's Anonymous is, but could you just kind of give us the Coles notes version of of what you guys do and, and how you do it? Yes, I know. Sometimes when I introduce myself and say where I work, usually it's like, oh, I know what that is, or I've, I've dropped a toy, but sometimes people just don't know because they're new to Edmonton. And if you go south of Leduc, people have no idea what you're talking about when you say Santa's Anonymous because it is such a Edmonton thing. So um, yes, yeah, so, uh, 630 Kids Santa's Anonymous started out uh, in the back of a radio station. Someone had an idea that wouldn't it be great if all kids had new toys at Christmas? And that year they kind of got together and said, well, let's try and make this happen. So uh, they were able to help 600 kids that year. And it just grew and grew and grew to this thing that we know now that we are able to help about around 20,000 kids every single year. So it's pretty, wow. pretty incredible. One of those true grassroots stories. And uh, yeah, we don't, we're not at the back of a radio stage anymore. We have a, a big warehouse and uh, yeah, it's changed quite a bit over, over the years. That's amazing. That's amazing. So you said 20,000 kids? 20,000 kids, yeah. Every Christmas, get a yeah. one, get a new toy. That's your, that's your sort of goal, right? Yes, and actually they get more than just one new toy. So every child that receives a gift from Santa's actually gets a primary toy, so which is something they can play with by themselves. doesn't need batteries. It's not going to run out of play value. Um, and then the second thing is usually something with batteries, something they can play with a friend or it's off season. So it might be a basketball, things like that. Then they get a book and they get a stuffed animal as well. So all those teddy bear toss, teddy bears, that's where they end up. So there's actually four items at least in each of the packages. Wow. Yeah. That is really special. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's so funny because when you think about Santa's Anonymous, sometimes you mix it up with the Christmas Bureau or, or all of these other things. So are you guys affiliated at all or are you your own, um, your own beast? Yeah. Yeah. So we are, we call ourselves sister charities. So, uh, Christmas Bureau, adopt a teen and 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous, we all work together. So the Christmas Bureau actually does the intake. So they look after um, getting all of the clients, uh, figuring out who qualifies and who doesn't. And then they pass all the information off to the adopt a teen program and then on to Santa's Anonymous. So we work very, very closely with them. Uh, we share a database 
and uh, it's been it's actually one of those truly uh, one of a kind partnerships that there's not really anything like it where it's so cohesive across Canada that we know of amazing yeah we Jesse and I visited the Jerry Forbes Center yes. actually right as COVID was hitting it yeah. was kind of like this surreal thing where do we shake hands do we you know so we yeah. kind of got the tour where everything goes down and it was just like blew my mind because obviously you know people think of Santa's Anonymous and at Christmas time but it, it's a full like 12 month year round thing yes. that we're doing. Oh for sure yeah and it's so funny just being in that building there's so much good karma you're walking around and you're like look at all this like look at all the good that's coming out of this one place and uh yeah the Jerry Forbes is actually started Santa's Anonymous so it's uh, named after him and so it was actually started based on needing this warehouse space. We had kind of been bumped from place to place to place. We actually got to November 1st and didn't have a place to run the program out of one year. And someone that we just, the wow. board said, okay, we have got to figure this out because we're borrowing and we've made lots of friends and a lot of people are helping out, but we really need a place to call our own and to not have to worry and about having that, that location. So if we don't have a location yeah. to pack the toys and get, get them out to families then we don't have a program so mm -hmm. yes yeah it's pretty incredible to be in that building and see what's come out of that one idea if that building was like a cartoon thing it'd be like hearts coming out of it yes and butterflies <laughs> and out of the windows yeah. and the doors you know because totally. totally. you're right it really was like a feel-good place when we were there <laughs> it is it totally is it's it's pretty nice place to work <laughs> nice and so the student ambassador how did that is that been something from the very beginning or is this something that's new yeah, actually, just in the last three years, uh, we've been working on sort of engaging that younger demographic that may have heard of Santa's Anonymous, but they weren't alive when 630 Ched was a rock station, so they, they may not listen in as much <laughs> anymore. So they, uh, it, it's really been just a way for us to connect with that um, younger audience. And um, Jocelyn uh, was actually a recipient, and uh, she's been volunteering with her mom for the last couple of years. And uh, She's just such an incredible inspiration for 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 young young women, young people in general. And uh, we were smitten with her when we first met her, and uh, we uh, we were really hoping she could she would lend us her uh, her voice this year. And she really she's done that. It's pretty incredible already, and it's only October. So amazing, amazing. So what is um, your job, Jocelyn? Where do you speak at schools, or do you, um, tell us what the day in the life of a student ambassador looks like? <laughs> Um, well, I haven't done any visits anywhere. Um, I'm not sure if that's something that usually happens because it's my first year doing this, but you know, COVID, so yeah. <laughs> probably not a good idea. Um, I've done a news interview, a radio interview, and now this podcast. I've gotten to speak at events like the Volunteer Appreciation Night. Sounds pretty cool. <laughs> no, no. And so tell us a little bit about your story and what kind of has you, um, you know, wanting to help out and, and give your voice to the cause. Um, my mom, uh, she's a single mom of four and we've kind of always been low income. And so when she first started as a single mom, she wasn't always a single mom, but um, mm -hmm. when she first started off as a single mom, we did receive gifts from Santa's Anonymous and that was a complete game changer because it kind of evens the playing field as a kid 
with all the other kids at school mm-hmm. and gave me the opportunity to grow and develop like the other kids at school. And so when I got older and understood everything that happened and everything that happened because of that, my mom and I started volunteering together to give back and try and continue that cycle. That's amazing. And how good does it feel to give back, hey, to something oh, that's amazing. Given- <laughs> yeah. I've got tears in my eyes right now just because it is, yeah, it's, it's amazing when you get the gifts when you're a kid, you're so happy. But then, you know, as a young adult, you're like, ooh, but I'm now I'm helping kids get gifts and how much better yeah. like, does that make you feel? You know, it's just so wonderful. And you said you have um, three siblings as well? Yeah. And so are they volunteering with you guys? Or are they leaving you and your mom um, to do all the work? <laughs> well, my little sister is quite small still. So usually it'll be my mom and I, and then my little sister gets babysat. Nice. That's amazing. My sons sometimes come and volunteer with us from the stuff that we do. And it's pretty cool to see um, the impact that that has on their perspective and the way that they look at the world differently after that. And it's also allowed us to have some different conversations that we wouldn't typically get to have. So it's a pretty amazing thing to have to see. You're like 16? 17. Right? Yeah. I mean, Jesse, right? Yeah. yeah a 17 year old that takes on a student ambassador role. That, that's pretty inspiring and pretty um, incredible for you, for you to be um, a part of this all. So what would you say is like what you've, um, what is it that you hope that other kids kind of learn, uh, like as far as from you as being a student ambassador, like that they, they should also get themselves involved or what is it that you're hoping that you can share with everybody? Yeah, um, I've been given the opportunity to share my story on multiple platforms. That's kind of mainly what uh, my role has been. And so I've been hoping that by sharing my story that other people can gain that different perspective on everything with life and their circumstances and see that there's a lot of things going on with other people that you really don't see, but you can make a big difference in that. And you should try and make a difference in that because everyone's part of a giant community, whether you think you are or not. And because of that, no one's alone. And so you should always try and make an impact in that community. Oh my gosh. I just love that. (laughs) Well, you're wiser than your years. That's definitely for sure. (laughs) Yeah, one of our um, one of our good friends, uh, Daisy. She's actually an agent at my office as well, so she works quite closely with you. And so last year, she had us, um, you know, collecting stuff for the baskets for um, for delivery, which was just really, really awesome. And yeah, it's just it's amazing how much when somebody tells you their story, how much it just forces you to want to give give back or give more. You know, mm-hmm. so hearing your story and sharing your story is really important because it's going to encourage other people to to stand up and, and like I said, just pay attention to what's happening around them. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's very normalizing to, um, to hear someone who is a teenager he, talk about their story and know that there's no shame in needing help at some point and that we all need help sometimes. Um, it's kind of funny because I started working for Santa's Anonymous about, uh, this is my fifth season. And my mom told me two years into working for Santa's Anonymous that I was a recipient as a baby. And she had never told me 
And I was thinking like, I've been doing this job for two years and you never thought to mention. She's like, well, you know, I didn't like needing help. And I'm like, well, that's the whole point. That's why, that's why we're here, you know, and that's why we exist. And, and so it's just one of those things that there needs to, there shouldn't be any shame or anything around that, around yeah, needing help. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it, it's nice to hear to hear someone speaking very openly about it and knowing that that's it's just a normal part of life needing help. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you look around and a lot of I mean, there's so many people that need help that are getting it, but they just are afraid to tell people, you know, and I think that it does. It allows the conversation to open up and for you to have real conversations with people that maybe you wouldn't have in the past because you're both coming from a very vulnerable place, mm -hmm. which is that's usually where the best conversations uh, come from and where you learn the most about somebody. Mm -hmm. So it's really special. Um, how has how has this year been different than the past years? Oh, this year is different. <laughs> Calling it a very COVID Christmas. That's our that's our COVID. spin on it. <laughs> it's a very COVID Christmas. Um, so, well, we've had, of course, uh, we're just about to invite volunteers back next month, and uh, so we're just looking at the numbers and reducing those group sizes. So we need to get potentially uh, we're expecting about fifteen percent different or increase in need this year. So we need less people to get more done <laughs> so we're just hoping we, we know our volunteers are so dedicated if we ask them to show up jocelyn jocelyn and, and her mom anita will be there like at a drop of a hat so oh, it's pretty we have we have such incredible volunteers um we know they'll come through for us uh but it's it's gonna be a challenge we don't know what the year will look like what the season until it's done to say oh we did it <laughs> you know it's over now so but um and then so our drive our delivery day of course is usually the big to do we've got everyone coming into the building and lining up in large crowds outside and obviously we can't do that this year so um, it's actually going to be a curbside pickup so people will drive up to the depot they'll make an appointment in advance they'll drive up they'll their vehicle will be loaded with toys and kind of off they go so there'll be a lot of um, there are a lot less contact than ever before and no big crowds. So a lot more to coordinate though. <laughs> it it right? is. And it's like traffic. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's so funny because it's like we've like delivery day just goes off without a hitch because we've been doing it for all these years. And yeah, we're doing something completely different this year. So we're, we're excited to see how it goes. And uh, again, we know like the community always comes out. So just getting that message out that people need to book appointments in advance. We've always been just sort of a show up to deliver. So you, you do have to register in advance. So mm -hmm. one of the biggest changes this year. How can somebody help you guys? Obviously you guys got a lot going on with less people, yes. more need. It's a big task. So what's the, the best ways that, you know, I find a lot of people want to help. They just don't know how. Right. But if someone wants to get involved with Santa's Anonymous, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, this year? Well, so of course, uh, donations are appreciated. We do, uh, we are accepting toy donations. Uh, we are discouraging the uh, teddy bears and soft items. So with uh, Alberta Health Services has recommended that we hold on to those donations for three days if they're hard items. So anything that comes into the depot has to sit for three days. If they're soft items, they're asking us to hold them for seven days. So at this point, we don't know if any teddy bears will be sorted through this season because our window is about four to five weeks. So it's, it really presents a challenge for us when it comes to actually getting through those donations, just sorting them out and then also taking them and packaging them up. 
Um, so we are asking that if people would normally drop a coin a box that maybe they consider making a monetary donation instead. Um, that'll help us because we're able to purchase toys direct from manufacturers and then there's a lot less contact on the way we can have people uh, or have our volunteers sort through them right away and kind of get them in, into packages immediately. So that's, that's kind of the, that's a big change for us. We've never in our 65 years actually asked for monetary donations. We've only ever asked for toys. So it's a big change for us to ask for that, but it's what will kind of make the season go for us. So that's, that's kind of our, our ask this year. It feels weird, <laughs> really, <laughs> to not say drop a toy in a box. <laughs> yeah, and that's something you need to get out soon too, right? Because yes. Yeah, because people yeah. are automatically doing their Christmas shopping and they're ordering an extra toy or whatever the case may be. Exactly. So get the word yeah. out sooner than later, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Last year, we went with my son's hockey team to an Oil Kings game and it happened to be the Teddy Bear Toss. Mm -hmm. Man, is that ever a really cool thing to see in real life? I mean, to see those, like, it's like raining teddy bears. It's incredible. It is the highlight of a lot of people's and for lots of people, like everyone has their own association for, with Santa's Anonymous. Some people it's delivery day, some people it's dropping a toy in the box, and some people it's that teddy bear toss game where they get the big teddy bear and they're so excited to throw it. So everyone kind of has their own connection that way and I find a lot of people that is one of their connections is through the teddy bear toss. So obviously that's not happening. Of totally. Course. totally. Yeah. Um, but we have quite a few teddy bears left over from last year. We'll be able to make it through the year with what we have right now for teddy bears. Um, so we're not short by any means in that way. So luckily. That's good. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's really good. But yeah. People expecting teddy bears for Christmas and not getting them. <laughs> right? <laughs> you need that song. When you were saying you were asking for no teddy bears, I'm like, no teddy bears. No teddy bears. Yeah. <laughs> but if you have left over from last year, you know that's really good. <laughs> yes. Um, actually, the calendar club sends us a ton of teddy bears every year as well. Like all of their stores, um, if some kind of promotion that happens in December and November, when you make a purchase of a certain amount, you get a teddy bear and usually the people just donate it back and give it back to them. And so we end up with a lot of their teddy bears as well. So we, we get pallets of them from, from them as well. It's, it's really nice having some of some of those uh, partnerships in around the city and with those companies. So. That's amazing. Yeah. We've done also delivery day. Mm -hmm. In the past we've done it with the Christmas Bureau. Yeah. And we've, we've walked up with, you know, this big turkey and this big smile on our face and the parents are like beyond grateful. And then the kids are kind of like looking in the box going like, where's the toys? Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's something so, missing here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I've never I've never actually delivered the toys, but I think this year we're going to do it with my son's hockey team, or even just as a family to go out and and deliver those. So if someone wants to do something like that, I find that like this is a, one of those opportunities to create those conversations with your kids about mm -hmm. you know toys don't equal Christmas, but for some kids it's everything, right? Oh, it totally is. Yeah, it means a lot to a lot of kids. And, and like Jocelyn was saying, it's that, it's not, it's not even, it's in that moment, yes, like when they come down on Christmas morning and there's these toys under the tree, but it's going back to school in January and all the kids asking each other, what did you get? What did you get? And being able to say, oh, I got this, I got Lego, or I got a new basketball, or I got this. And, and being able to say that, it's, it's, 
a lot of kids don't realize that that's not the case for every child, that they wouldn't even think to not ask that question. So mm -hmm. being able to know that, that, that we all have a part in making sure that kids have that self-esteem when they go back to school is really important. Totally. If someone wants to be a part of your delivery day, what, mm -hmm. what, should, they, what should they do? So they'll watch the website. Uh, we'll have updates there. Um, we are working on anyone that delivered last year doing push notifications through uh, the application. Uh, we're hoping to be able to do that. We're just kind of on the fence right now whether that will happen, but uh, watching the website and our social media, we'll have lots of links um, to make sure that they're able to find the information. So you'll register in advance and then you'll choose an area you want to deliver in and how many bags you want to deliver and then show up for your appointment time. Mm. Has there ever been uh, the conversation about having the food delivery and the gift delivery with the same person? Just, is that something that you guys, because right now it's all separate, right? Yes. Uh, so right now the Christmas Bureau is in the Jerry Forbes Center as well. Yeah. Uh, but they have done their delivery out of a local school for forever, let's say, for a very, very long time. And uh, But it, we have talked about doing it together. This year it was on the table, it is now off the table. <laughs> So this is not the year to make that kind of change, but um, it's definitely on the table. It's something we'd like to do to be able to have one family kind of deliver all of that to a, to a family would be really great. Yeah. Hopefully one day. Yeah. That's, that's the hope. Right. <clears throat> so Jocelyn, can you kind of give us an idea, like what's that experience like having those toys show up at your house? Maybe you were expecting them, maybe you weren't expecting them. Um, what does that mean to uh, a single mom and her kids? Um, I know that in my speech that I wrote for the volunteer appreciation night, I've been able to use that to uh, share my story a bit. And it's kind of weird because parts of it stick with me, even though it's mine. <laughs> mm -hmm. So a big part of it that continuously sticks with me is um, I was talking in my speech about how Christmas isn't about the gifts. It's about how we show our love through gifts. And so it's not the gift itself, but it's the symbol that it holds. And so by being able to receive the gift, it's not necessarily that you got a toy, but, you know, someone showing you that they love you and being able to get that. It's a very unifying effect for the community and it's, you know, you feel loved. And that's always amazing, especially when it's someone outside from just your family, because sometimes it kind of feels like your family's obligated to love you no matter what, but these people are choosing to. So. <laughs> you kind of are, right? But... <laughs> That's so true though. So many people are making that choice to like love on a child they'll never meet. They don't know, you know, they're dropping that toy. They buy the Lego for their own child and then dropping the same one into the box for someone that they don't know. It's just gave me goosebumps, Jocelyn. I know that literally <laughs> like said, I'm like, <laughs> because yeah. it is like, like that. We, we see you and we know that you're there and we want to make sure that you get to enjoy your Christmas as well. Just like all the other kids. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
And imagine the weight off those parents' shoulders as well. Mm-hmm. And those ba- the bags arrive and they know they've applied and they know they're approved and all those things. And then they're in their house and they know that, that they are able to provide Christmas for their kids when they might not feel that way before. Well, the stress, right? Out of relief, yeah. yeah. That extra bit of, so then they could actually enjoy the moment and as opposed to stress through the moment or what worrying how they're going to, you know, have a Christmas meal or toys for their kids. Yeah. And then it allows them to be able to let their guard down and actually enjoy the moment of Christmas, right? The miracle of Christmas. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Totally. So as a student ambassador, is, are you getting other kids involved in, in this as well? Is that kind of what the plan is? Because I would say that some kids know about it, but not everybody. So is it just to kind of get the word out so more kids are going to want to volunteer and be a part and so that they can be a bigger part of the conversation? I, um, I haven't directly approached a large group of people about it, but hopefully, again, by sharing my story, people hear about it and want to get involved. So outside of just my position, I kind of talk to people about it. Because my mom and I signed up for volunteering today. I kind of messaged everyone. I was like, sign up, do it. (laughs) Man, do I have a group of kids for you to talk to, actually. (laughs) 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 Group of kids who love to give back, too. So they would be a very um, easy group to, to chat with. Totally. We, we have um, our junior legacy kids. So the last couple oh. of years, they've done uh, volunteering. They've done some stuff at the food bank. We've done the hampers before. We've done a couple of things. And then they've also had specific causes that they've raised money for over the last couple of years. And so I, I think this would be a really cool thing for them to do this year as well. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. So we could uh, make that happen. Mm-hmm. So they do like, you know, um, courtyard concerts or sell bird houses, whatever it is that they're going to do to earn money to give back so that other kids can be like receive the gifts. And so it is very special to see these kids put in the hard, their hard work and oh. then give money away. And um, yeah, the, and the, the, you know, who they've chosen to give their money to has just been, it's been so awesome to watch how, how they've made their choices and, and they're always obviously choosing the, the um, charities that impact the kids just because mm-hmm. it's their peers and they want to be a part of it. So it's pretty special. I love that. And I think a part the delivery, like the drop off the way you guys have it set up this year is pretty slick. You know, it's all COVID mm-hmm. friendly. You pull up, you get the bags, you drop, you know, you do front step drop off kind of thing. So there's less contact and people don't really have to worry about that. Um, so I think that, you know, we've started to create sort of these family traditions around these types of things. And I think this would be another really, really cool addition to that. So Jocelyn, if you wanted, I could set that up for you. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Anything else you ladies want to talk about the, um, Santa's Anonymous this year? Um, I think we covered most of it. Uh, just watching the website for changes because nothing is the same. Mm-hmm. Assume whatever you think you knew about how to register and what's going to happen, it's going to be a little different. So making mm-hmm. sure people just keep up with the website, santasonymous.com or .ca, sorry. Um, yeah. Do you guys have some like social posts that you're kind of letting people know that it's a little bit different that we can share? Yes. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be posting those. We haven't actually gone completely public. This is the first time I've said it. 
that we're doing this curbside delivery recorded. Oh, cool. so. Uh, this isn't, yeah, this is very new. We haven't quite gone public with any, any of that just yet. We've just been kind of fine tuning all those details and all of that will be coming very soon. And yeah, we hope to get the media out and that and making sure people know. Well, yeah, you guys got the right, you know, radio station behind you. So yes. I mentioned it loud and proud, but <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have your delivery date set? Yes. It's December 12th and 13th. December 12th and 13th much earlier than usual so this was our the way the calendar works this should have been our december 19th which is our ideal year but COVID. it's a covid christmas, COVID christmas. so yeah. here we are we bumped it way forward we're calling it delivery days on december 12th and 13th if we need to extend we don't if there's some kind of ice storm or snowstorm whatever happens uh, we can ex kind of extend it through the week if we if we really really need to, but we do think we've kind of worked out the times. We think we can get it done in mm -hmm. over those two days with those. We hit about ten thousand families on wow. on just that. Usually we get it done in one day, so we think yeah. if we stretch it out to two days, then we should be okay. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing how creative this has all forced us to, yes. to to think outside the box, and what we all knew before is no longer and right. Yeah, so it's amazing how, you know, much we could probably get done by just having to do things a little bit different, which is good and bad. I think that we miss out on some of the person-to-person the -person contact. That's, you know, quite nice, handing something over to somebody and, and having that, you know, sharing a smile or a conversation. I think that's really important as well. But yeah, it's amazing how innovative this COVID has forced us to become. <laughs> yes. Oh, totally. We've like redesigned our whole gifting station. Jocelyn will look nothing like what you're used to. <laughs> <laughs> we have all these different stations, everyone's six feet apart, and yeah, it's funny, all of a sudden, like, oh, this is, actually, this might work better. We can we get a lot more space this way. Maybe this is better, because it has really forced a lot of us, I think, to think outside the box and try new things and push all the things we thought were, were impossible all of a sudden are just actually really possible, so. Yeah. You just yeah. figure it out. Yeah, exactly. So is there anything that you would like us to share with anybody else, or are we... I think we've kind of nailed everything. I think we've covered it all. Do you have anything, Jocelyn? No, I don't think so. What would you guys say to somebody who's listening to this right now and, and they're thinking, you know what, that sounds really great. I'd like to get involved. Can you kind of give them a sense of what that means and, and what that, you know, what that, the impact that they could have this Christmas? If someone were thinking of volunteering, I would strongly encourage them to because it's a small bit of your time, but it makes the biggest difference to someone's life. So it's a huge butterfly effect in such a small little community. So even though it's a big community, it's just a, you know, you give your time, something happens, big effect. Mm -hmm. Condensed butterfly effect. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank well, you. thank you ladies so much for being here. And we, um, you guys must love Christmas. Hey, like Christmas oh, yeah. 24th. <laughs> it lives in my heart all year round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, we'll see in the holidays, but it's pretty much probably like holidays every day for you ladies. Every day. Yes. Every day. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you for take, taking the time with us tonight and, um, sharing, sharing the message. Awesome. Thank you for having us. I appreciate it. Thank you, ladies.
If you were inspired by our show, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen and share with friends. You can always find show notes at loveyegshow.ca. Keep listening 